boy, the songs UGK played. We've even got an odd copyright. In 92, we had it made. Those were the days. Those were the days. into your job than our president is so <laughs> i mean yeah between the profound and the profane putting in more effort than our president since 2017 2017 sure <laughs> sure accurate if not a late 16 definitely a late 16 <laughs> yeah but our president was actually working because he was still on the campaign trail. Ho! <laughs> he wasn't doing shit. Oh, man. Uh, fridge? They, they fridge. No, fridge apostrophe? It's like a fridge with a freezer, you know. No, no, no. I'm saying, oh. like, a, what's the plural for fridges? Is, oh. Fridge. Oh. Is it fridges? That um, sounds fucking fr weird. Fridge. Yeah, fridge-eye. Fridge-eye? I think fridge-eye. I like fridge-eye. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, like, Chris apostrophe so it's just fridge apostrophe for fridge pie fridge pie fridge pie there i would have one for food <laughs> and one for me i would I climb see. in i just you know you just climb uh, in oh okay you're yeah, saying yeah, one yeah. like one, one the full just for, for yourself food and all the shit you, uh -huh. like, you need to live and like you wouldn't like, want to like just like be in there and be able to grab like a dude, you know like, yeah. dude, you want to come in my fridge yeah dude i call i'm i'd be fancy and i'd call it chirotherapy in reality i just have a yeah i just would have a doggy door when the you size say chirotherapy the human. though i think egypt oh so yeah kind of yeah i, I did massage. say cairo didn't i I'm thinking cryo cryo yeah cryotherapy that makes more uh that's why sense. you call them fridge because <laughs> it's in cairo, uh, cairo. Yes. <laughs> they're they're egyptian they're mages of the fridge <clears throat> they're powered by the i see <laughs> I'm a refrigerator warrior. I'm a refrigerator warrior. <laughs> Level six, to be precise. <laughs> My eagle. Ideal for damage. You wouldn't believe it. It soars in the freezer. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that'd be bad. Cause like, what if you like it's on a hot summer's day and you get super comfortable all at once? Like you kind of shock your body into relaxation and you just like fall asleep in the freezer. Would you? Would you wake up with freezer burn instead of a sunburn? Well, you, you don't have it into your freezer. It's only your fridge. Oh, only your fridge. I was thinking like I'd want it like full blown freezer. Like I'd want it like I would. Okay, I would. Have to I would have want a cold deep freezer. Cold enough where penguins can live in it. How are you breathing? Doggy door. Hold my breath. Dog, yeah, doggy door. Uh, there's a snorkel. You just. Oh, snorkel. Yeah. Just right onto the outside. <laughs> that actually, you that's know, a. If you that's a good. That's a good safety. That's, that's a good safety feature. If you were like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm I'm doing it again. Sorry. Have it. A fridge with a snorkel and a doggy door definitely would have helped during the hurricane. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, just climb in your fridge and go go floating. Go away on an adventure. <laughs> Like I'm just taking a tour around Houston, Lake Houston, all of Houston's a lake now. <laughs> That's it. It's the lazy river. It's yeah. It's a really lazy river full of snakes and angry people and alligators. <laughs> Three hundred of them. 
I wonder if they found yeah. any of those alligators. I have no idea. Probably... Didn't, I didn't hear anything about it but the two that were found on the lawn and then the one fake oh. one that freaked out the firemen. You know right now in Houston, Texas, that there are at least four alligators that are stuck in people's chimneys. Like, they try to climb down because those alligators knew that now the, refrigerator, the refrigerators are on their level. They, uh... Wait, how is it on <laughs> their level if they're climbing down? Well, no, no, because that's their territory, <laughs> like the water. Now it's ah, in, like now, like because before all the refrigerators were on land. That's like that's like their secondary way, you know. They're not really comfortable. So are you saying they were eating everything and then trying to go out the chimney? No, or no, no. Santa, mostly, mostly Santa Claus gets stuck in the chimney. It's usually on the way down. I think. Maybe I, not. Are we talking about Santa Claus or alligators? Both. All right. Same rules apply. One comes to take your gifts, one That's comes how to he give gets, you those gifts. That alligator's going to break his neck and ruin some little girl's Christmas. That's how he remakes oh, no. his bag. No, Santa's got a gator skin Christmas Oh, no, she, oh, she, like, she looks up there, there's just a dead alligator just hanging. Oh, oh ho, ho, Sally, go back to bed. Like, <laughs> the gators oh took God, up. Santa. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, it did wind up with like one of those little Santa Claus hats just stuck on his head. Like It just wound up freak accident it just happened <laughs> the gators wound up uh taking up residence in the astrodome oh, nobody's gonna oh, clean Jesus. the swamp out of the astrodome the astrodome's just a swamp now i wonder oh. if that flooded i have no idea um as far as i know it well i'm sure it did but i don't think it got it didn't get like severely damaged i don't think otherwise I mean, they probably can't really damage it, it anymore than yeah. it already is yeah i mean cats live in it Oh really? Yeah, Cats it's, have taken it's, over it's that. It's the, I didn't even know. I didn't know it got that bad. I mean, I knew it was bad. I mean, it was bad. So you're saying we need to plan a trip to the Astrodome? <laughs> I guess. Urban so. exploring, dude. Did you hear about yeah. those two guys that broke in and didn't That's... release the pictures till like four years later, so they yeah. didn't get in trouble? Mm -hmm. And everything in there is like, it's kind of like time capsule. So like, there's still shit from the last season of when the Astros were in wow. there and stuff. Mm -hmm. Old memorabilia. It's, it, That's haunted as shit sounding. I, yeah, I would love to go and do some cool shit know. like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nolan Ryan, but you're not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Selling mistakes? What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> this is where Kroger bases its operation. <laughs> you want a number eight jersey? Here you go. <laughs> but you were number 13. That's right. Coming to you live from the future Venice of the United States. Gondolas. It's between the profound and the profane. A comedy podcast where lifelong friends get together once a week, chop it up at about a theme, bring in one topic at a time, give friendly stories, give some friendly advice, try to learn something new about one another. And perhaps make some new friends. Hey out there, new friends. New friends, bone whores, trash people. <laughs> to my left, my co-host. He's actually on my right. You can only photograph him from faraway places. And he only appears out of focus, blurry, usually just behind a tree. His name's Ian Brown! Man, I have been listening to some dope Houston rap, and all I can say is, darn, it feels good to be a gangster.
my other co-host sitting in front of me. He's a pile of movie quotes in a man suit. Chris Warco. Jesus, after learning how to backstroke in a water full of cesspool, it feels great to be back on the air. What's going on, gentlemen? It's going all right. And I, of course, am your host. I got nothing clever to say about myself. Chris Myers! Ian, you, you you were you you were holding something back. What is it? Oh no, nothing. I I just realized I I did the thing. Technical issue. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Sorry ah. for her. I like I just instinctively kind of started to make a noise, and then I was like, wait, I shouldn't be making noises right now. We need two cards. <laughs> we need a red card and a yellow card. Red cards for I Mike. Thought about... Yellow cards for like. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I, I I thought about a card system just recently. Like... Yeah. What's going on? My bad. <laughs> well, that's why we need the uh, we need the comptroller. Yeah, we need Brad. He needs to step up. Brad, you're fucking up already, man. I know it's the first day on the job. It's a lot of pressure, but if you just sit back, relax, do your job on the computer, and let us talk, everything will be all right. Yeah, I mean, Brad's, Brad's gonna have a tough Brad's job. Brad's technically a rehire. We had to fire him and his uh, Siamese twin, Brett. So we only hired Brad back. Siamese twin turns. I can never yeah. tell them apart. For all I know, this is Brett. They they probably do. Like now, they just like each take a day off. Like <laughs> they're like, this will work. Like, <laughs> do you want to work this week? Uh, not really. All right, I'll go. <laughs> so if we sound a little bit off today, it's because we took about a week off. Um, there was a what do you say? A bit of a storm that blew through town. Whatever it was, it was the opposite of a drought. Whatever that is. <laughs> It was not on fire. It was very wet. It was a lot of water. A lot of people died. It was huge. Oh. Our president's an asshole. <laughs> Justin fell back over into the swamp for about the 27th time since I was born this week or two weeks ago. I don't need to remember anymore. We're all kind of thrown off over here. I haven't found uh, proper days yet. It's Thursday, yeah? Uh yeah, I I found that out this morning. I was like, oh shit, it's it's Thursday. Like Again. I have to do something today. <laughs> Everybody do okay with the water? Uh, I mean, out here we didn't get much water. We're a little bit further north than you know Maine. So, what about you, Ian? Your mom? Uh, did y'all take on any water out there? Actually, uh, we had several of the dead trees fell, not because of wind, but because of just a mo- it just like just they oversaturation. It, yeah, and and like the, it really didn't rain hardly bad at all. Like I mean, there was like two or three times where the rain started to pick up for maybe an hour, and then like literally we just had sprinkling to like mild rainfall for like four or five days. Did the trees cause any problems? Uh, no, was, they were already like dead ones, and they're just kind of like there's a few out in the yard, and it was like just randomly we'd hear like super loud like crashes, and it would sound like uh, something's exploding, and then it's just like oh nope, a hundred foot tree just fell. <laughs> You're so relaxed about a hundred foot tree falling. Yeah, it's cool. I had, like, like, dude, my driveway is like half a mile long. It's stupid. Did any of them <laughs> fall on your driveway? Uh no, amazing no. no. They're yeah they they were all like the ones like that were like oh they're all a ways out and like we In knew the they're dead and I had like a, a couple of them I actually had tied with ropes I had tied to like good healthy trees and so like they would fall like no matter what they would fall like towards that mm. okay. which like I mean I kind of think of it as tree wars like worst case scenario that tree knocks over another tree and that's a double tree hit. I mean, that's a pretty good score. Well, which tree gets the points? 
Uh, a dead tree, actually, a zombie tree. Yeah, a zombie tree. It cannibalized the falling dead. You know, <laughs> I did all right. I didn't. Uh, I got trapped in my neighborhood for a little bit, but other than that, none of the water came up. No. Oh, flooding, okay. So that was good. Yeah, it seems to have been the same um, most of the places out here. People oh. got out if they got out, but like there was a, there was just a bunch of islands. Like if it wasn't yeah. completely underwater, yeah. your neighborhood was an island. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I went down to uh, two. Actually, there was uh, two exceptionally bad places I went. The uh, closest one was uh, right there uh, at 1960, and um, just before you get to Hardy, there's like a Shell gas station in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. and um, that entire neighborhood, dude, like, like it, it's insane. Like the I, I was going there to like try to get some people. I was, I was trying to like go there for my job and like just kind of assess the situation a little bit and i mean literally i it was not possible to assess like it, it was wiped out inverness forest and imperial valley what, area what's insane uh i went to the, it, it's the one you right before inverness forest and inverness forest uh they were supposed to release that uh dam mm-hmm. and um Apparently they didn't because Inverness Forest, like relative, like it really was mostly fine. Like as far like their houses didn't look too bad. I mean there were some obviously, but nothing like the neighborhood next to them. And I heard Inverness Forest that I guess at that dam that they're supposed to release, it wouldn't the pump quit work. Like the the wow. wall, I guess whatever it is, like their wall, the levee. Yeah, their levees that they have um, wouldn't the the machine that turns those things to lower them and raise them broke i've got a couple of friends who live in, so, uh, in that area and they they were they had to evacuate yeah uh, by about sunday night or actually they probably evacuated by about saturday night did they lose it all no no i mean he they, they did fine they did fine they just yeah and it was actually because it was that part actually was an accident like they actually were like it was a planned um flooding it was like either these either the either the walls of the dam will break or we can flood this neighborhood as little as we have to to keep the walls from breaking and then when they went to go ahead and lower the uh, walls the machine that lowers those walls to let the water out quit working so they got stuck up and luckily i guess the reservoir uh, walls just held yeah, but they really weren't supposed to. Like they, they were never designed to carry that much weight, and they figured because because it was like either we can let out a quarter of this water or we can let out all this water if we hold it in. And luckily, they didn't. Yeah, my mom did not fare so well. She was on uh, Cypress Wood and Stubner Airline, oh, so man. right where uh, Cypress Creek blew, mm-hmm. and she just got a brand new condo and took in about four feet of water. Damn, and dude. so she lost her entire first floor. So I'm not sure what's gonna happen because it's not like a landlord. I mean, she's got to she's yeah. got to refurnish that condo herself. So then she Jeez. paid she paid all of her bills for a year <laughs> in oh. advance. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen there, but hopefully she'll do all right. That's nasty. It is nasty. Everybody's family do okay outside of my mom, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um, everyone that I talk to, uh, personally, like, yeah, they all seem to do. They all seem to be doing okay. Luckily, that's good. It seems like everywhere around. I guess as like you're saying, like it's there are islands where it's safe. Yeah. And it just so happens that most of my friends live in those islands. 
And yeah. I mean, all of downtown was completely submerged. So, yeah. and the bad spots in in Houston, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I actually if Fifth Ward is okay right now. You know, ooh. like I don't know if Sunnyside is okay right now. Stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, I know those are places that you don't want to walk most nights. You know, most people outside yeah. of Houston. But you're right; they don't report on that. <laughs> no, no. Like they don't. in the other neighborhood I went to, um, the next day on the news, the reporters were all over. Um, it's right by Jones and Grant. There's like you know big. It's all like big houses, mm-hmm. Champions Forest style, basically. And um, yeah, I mean these houses like they. They were wiped out, like like it's just every other house, and like in one section, like it was all the houses. Yeah, I mean these are like mansions, and they're like just throwing away, just like some of the stuff. I was like, I was like, damn, I really wish I had a pickup truck, cause like I know that dresser's good, man. <laughs> like I know you're throwing that out for the insurance, but I'm thinking, man, that's that's still a nice dresser. <laughs> you know, outside of all the crap. Uh, I know there's a bunch of bullshit that we see on TV all the time. Of course, news likes to pinhole everything and uh, always makes it look like everybody's at odds, but it was fucking awesome to see how Houston came together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, everywhere. Everybody came together. Uh, yeah, re- yeah, they really did. Uh, and, you know, there was just a huge outpouring of love for everybody that got screwed over in this hurricane. So it was really cool seeing my city come together and, and be united yeah people yeah people actually have been nicer yeah i will say like in general i mean i'm one of those uh perhaps we should take that feeling uh when there's not a disaster yeah yeah that'd be nice but there is something within our like and i think that might just be an american culture thing where like we we all only step up when the chips are down like like culturally we only step up when the chips are down but we always step up when the chips are down so it's great to see that that happened um i would like to make a point to say that uh rockport has been kind of forgotten in corpus christi uh because houston yeah. is such a metropolitan area it's so big and so much water and so, yeah uh rockport has been wiped off the map uh, I, I heard I heard about that originally i guess that was when it was hitting rockport it hit yeah. there first um and then, like, yeah, and, like, Corpus Christi, well, you see, the funny thing, when you live in Houston, Corpus Christi only exists for about a month and a half out of the year, <laughs> you see. <laughs> it only appears when spring break is occurring. When too much like. smug has entered the atmosphere. When George Clooney's smug and Brad yeah. Pitt's smug collide. Exactly. It's like that. But yeah, it just, it, yeah, it has to, it just it materializes like because we want it there. Because there is no beach like that in Texas. I, I mean, that part, I mean, it's pretty solid. <laughs> I don't know how, like, Galveston actually did not get torn off the map for like the hundredth time in the I mean, history. Galveston went completely underwater. It actually only went like uh, whole, four feet. Yeah. It went, the whole yeah. sandbar was underwater. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I didn't even look at pictures from Galveston. It, it well, it I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it totally hit like it, it it to a normal city it would have been ripped apart, but by Galveston standards, like n- everything was fine. Like they're like, yeah, this is like just what happens once every other year, like it just the city submerges by about 4 feet and but yeah, that's pretty normal. <laughs> it's just just waiting for it like why do you live there 
<laughs> because Galveston is the place you go when you have no other place to go. True. Where the inner where the interstate spills off into the rest of the world, and it all ends. That's where you go. I see. <laughs> if I ever run out of options, you can all always find me in Galveston. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Crystal Beach, though, don't don't go anywhere else. Everywhere else has got rats. And I'm yeah. not kidding about that. Uh, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, they have sea rats. It's the only place I've been that has sea rats. Yeah, they get, like, little pirate boats, and they all have hats and yeah. eye patches. It's really weird. Some of them have peg legs. But, I mean, By cho- like they instead still of squeaking, re- they just let out an R. Well, they still have regular legs. They just put, like, but they put them into those little wooden things. And <laughs> they just, like, they have four of them, and they just walk around all clunky-like. Oh look, it's Peggy. It's, it's pretty. It, it makes an impression. <laughs> or in their case, <laughs> that's funny. Gosh darn! It feels good to be a gangster. Just want to go out and just gangster a little bit. Anybody want to come? <laughs> wanna let's go do some some gangstering. Just go and like what? Do is, you want? What do... are the kids saying? Fuck that shit up. <laughs> I mean, I want to go out there and just, just rage. Oh, man, that sounds fun. Should we do that before or after we play tennis? Oh, I don't, I don't want to throw out my shoulder. Oh. I would like to concentrate. So after, maybe. Yes. Okay, definitely definitely. after tennis. Okay. And bottomless mimosas. That sounds amazing. (laughs) That sounds really fun. And then we will rage. That... But not too much, because i got to be home in a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be out after dark. It, You know, it gets spooky out there. It's real spooky. The street lights come on. I wear contacts, so I get a haloing effect. Everything gets weird. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. So the theme on today's show, oh. we decided to do a uh, big ups to Houston. Whoop, whoop. Getting real in H-Town, y'all. The good, the bad, and the weird. Because if you are from outside of the H, um, the H is full of the good, the bad, and the high weird. Yeah, you should be prepared for that if you're coming. Like, if you're coming to help from out of town, that's amazing of you. But you probably should know that you're about to get a bunch of good, bad, and weird stuff. (laughs) And angry drivers. (laughs) Ooh. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's no, there's no rage like a Texas road rage, you know. No. I, I, everybody, you know, some people make you join the, some countries make you join the military for a year and shit like that, so you, know, you can better appreciate your country. Yeah. You should just come to Texas and drive for a year. Appreciate so that you your can drive. A better driver. Yeah. All of the, you just the best defensive driving course ever. It's offensive, Ooh. defensive driving. Everything, yeah. You need to learn like when to like scream fucker out of your window and when to like hold it in and like just let it go. <laughs> when to bumper ride and just lay on your horn for 45 seconds straight. And when to racing. just whip that e-brake, you know, just like just because they'll get a little bit too close on your ass. Just Tokyo drift, you know. That'd be the cops, folks. You just got to run. <laughs> <laughs> so in all my research, looking for things to talk about on Houston, I, I found too much fun and too much goodness to, to to really zero it in. But I did find some cool stuff about all the music that comes out of this fucking place. Houston is such oh, an yeah. awesome, just like melting pot of everything. Yeah. You can literally find anything. Yeah, it really, it really is. Um, you can find music any, any night of the week. Guaranteed, you can find any type of music you want to listen oh, to. Oh, yeah. 
like at at a live venue like even and that like includes you know bands that you haven't heard of and stuff like that new of bands. course um but yeah, i mean big ones too <laughs> um anything big that jumps out for you in particular any names or is it like a genre a couple genres i mean i think we'll probably end up touching on the uh mark that houston left on hip-hop as we get <laughs> more into the topic because that's we, we did a lot for hip-hop um definitely but we like created a whole style but our, yeah from uh from like the the big beginnings of music like houston was one of the uh was one of the places to come to if you wanted to record an album like you know there's yeah. tennessee but there was houston it's st- like it started like i think like i think that started originally with like blues but like i, I mean i know like it was huge for rock and roll i mean it, it like, was a huge blues thing to begin with um lightning you... hopkins recorded his first um album here in houston uh, it's where he gets his name lightning was because that during that first oh, recording okay. session he picked and he picked his his little heart out and it was beautiful <laughs> and this song if you can hear it in the background is called rainy days in houston it harkens yeah. back to one of our old topics one of our old shows this man met the crossroads man hmm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sold his proverbial soul and strum his heart out at Houston. <laughs> so we, uh, like, because Houston is what it is, it has not only, like, this guy's not from Houston. This guy's from, I think, Tennessee, Lightning Hopkins. It's but crazy he, that he went from Tennessee to Houston to record. Because, like, and that's, yeah. that was how it was uh, in the 40s and the 50s. That's, this is where you come to do so because we were we were the boom town at that point we had fa- they had found the oil we were in the middle of the golden triangle so investors are showing up building recording studios trying to get more people to come out to houston yeah do we have a big recording label like what was the like studio like i don't know columbia or like what do you know what it was um, by chance uh at this time i at this time it was gold star recording studio oh, i don't know okay. if there was a like that's where this this album was recorded but I think uh, there's quite a few major ones that actually do like set up shop here. Like now, well, yeah, okay. I believe I believe so. We have I, we definitely have some. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know like when major ones became like, a thing in music. My music history is not that deep and fast. But that's still really oh. cool. I mean, the fact that I would assume first of all, you would definitely go if you're in Tennessee, you record in Tennessee, Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no reason to move, but. Uh, I mean that's cool. I didn't know that. I wonder if that you said golden gold star and gold also star. I wonder if that's still around. It also depends on like what like over in um, Nashville. Like you, at least to me, I almost always think country. Yeah, like no, like the first and really only thing that comes to mind is country. Like a little bit of rock, mostly country. I feel though. like you could blend so, bluegrass in there though. Yeah. Which yeah, I, I, feel I like imagine goes more yeah. along, I mean, you could slip into your blues. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think Houston, like we were originally saying, is such a melting pot that you're more than, like if you have a genre, like if your genre of music is like a bit outside of the box, coming to a place like Houston, you're more likely to find someone that want that wants you and lets you use your studio. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, if somebody, yeah, so somebody like, will... if you're outside of that culture norm of Nashville, they might, you might, it might be hard to find a recording studio, a good one. That yeah, lets I guess you that learn. makes sense. I didn't think of it that way. I mean, you might want to keep Austin weird, but Houston, 
has been weird and done that uh, multiple times. Yeah, been weird done that. That's what we should. Been that's weird, what we should that. have stickers <laughs> saying. <laughs> uh, Houston's also the place where this 1952 blues album was recorded. <laughs> we traded our unicycle in for a bicycle a while ago. <laughs> Big Mama Thornton. Oh, she. Uh, th- this song was written for her by a couple of teenagers. <laughs> Once again, I think she's also from Tennessee. Uh, oh, and she okay. came to Houston to record these albums. Huh? Wow. Which another one? Once, <laughs> if you can hear this song, it yeah. might sound incredibly familiar to you. Put yeah. a little curl in the lip. Add a little. You ain't nothing but a yeah. hound dog. So yeah. <laughs> th- this woman is posthumously um, plagiarized. No, yeah, posthumously uh, given the like inventor of rock guitar. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Because like all that Man. picking that you hear, that's that's her taking what Lightning Hopkins, what the people like Lightning Hopkins did, that 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 blues picking and adding twice the twang, speed it up a little bit, and you got rock guitar. The song was later stolen by Elvis and Dick Clark. Yeah. <laughs> and Elvis's hips. <laughs> Oh man, Elvis stole this man's hips. That's what's up. Oh, I Big thought Mama so. Thornton. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anybody know that's, that? Uh, but but it's a it's a it's a guy playing the guitar that you were no, talking no, about. No, that's all her. Oh, that's She's all her. Whole yeah. Oh man, wow. Yeah. Dang. Unspoken talent. Jeez. Or I guess not really unspoken. I feel like it's more like swept under the rug. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that happens a shitload though. And especially back, especially back in back in those days, that was going on like crazy. Uh, especially like, for black artists, yeah. That whole thing. Anybody know that uh, Kenny Rogers was from Houston? It's one of those things I forget. Like I, I, I didn't know. Not a big Kenny Rogers fan. I see. But uh, hmm. of course, everybody I think has heard the Gambler. Yeah. You can't <laughs> not hear the Gambler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather not stick around, but I mean, ZZ Top is one of the biggest named bands oh, to yeah. come from and around Houston. Everything they sing about is dripping in Houston. Yeah. And though I stopped liking them for a little while, I'm as I'm getting older, I'm growing a new appreciation yeah. for the ZZ Top. I would say them and Stevie Ray Vaughan too. Like he, man, I I, I don't know, he's he up there. Not with... from the Houston area. Dallas. Is, is... Dallas. No. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> what? You're saying that he you're saying he shot the president? That's fucked up, dude. I was just as heartbroken as you sound. What? No, because he's I from was Houston. Like, dude, I all was... like his songs are like about Houston. Like he, because, he seemed well, to love Houston. The Texas flood. Yeah, no, that's definitely a Houston song. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> tele- the telephone road. He sings about that. That's shit. because people are very uh, people like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Artists don't do well in Dallas. Ah. They do well in Houston because well, he, so went, he went to so, Austin. He did really well in Austin. Yeah, you yeah, well yeah. Austin, yeah. If you're a good musician, you'll do good in Austin. But no, but. I was, I was like, ah, oh, because oh, I thought but for man, sure. Wait, yeah, I thought he was from Houston. So he, uh, he was born in Dallas, and then his parents, for the good of his soul, <laughs> sent him to Houston so he could learn how to be a real boy. <laughs> and made him just he had to do all of his learning experiences on Telephone Road. Yeah, that's, that's the dude. Right yeah, that's where it happens, Telephone man. That's where you learn about life, love, and tragedy all at the same place. <laughs> like now we're walking down that street. Flash forward <laughs> from the 1970s with ZZ Top, when, when Houston becomes bigger in the mainstream. 
I actually got to meet one of the ZZ Top guys when I worked at Carabas. So Which one? Uh, I can't remember. Did he have the, the top. Did he have the beard? Is the one with the beard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, no. one of the yeah that one. Dusty, it was probably <laughs> dusty. But he goes. Hey, he does live in the woodlands. He so. goes to okay. if it was the one that if it's dusty, then yeah, it was him. The one that is in the woods. Yeah. He goes to Carabas all the time. Oh right? yeah, and I got to wait on him a couple times. He's a real cool, dude. Gotcha. Very laid back, very chill, very approachable. He's not some kind of yeah. Star that's, status. That's, that's, that's what like, I've I've heard. That's what I've heard from a few people that have seen him around. ZZ Top <laughs> is the kind of music that you put on. And uh, get garage. stuck on the six ten loop while smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So going back to like flashing forward to the nineteen eighties, uh, have you ever heard like crunchy Houston punk? I want to say I have back when I was a teenager. Crunchy when I was Houston punk that I found for that uh, sort of yeah. Houston's not well, well known for punk, as far right. as I know. Like we have very few hardcore punk bands bands yeah but there's plenty of the there's plenty of punks around as far as the people yeah, go we're, yeah yeah we're we got a huge punk subculture yeah and these are uh, really red uh they're off their album teaching you the fear like these guys put houston punk on the punk scene map even okay. though they never got big now, I know you like That's to it. listen to a little bit of punk music have you ever heard of them before no no i i, I heard of them from looking around on this okay the song is called No Art Houston. No Art Houston. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I, I had never heard of them. They're very, like, they're very strange sort of punk, though. They they just grab a bunch of music and kind no of. No Art. Oh yeah, I forgot. They um, they did end up leaving up the the graffiti museum, right? I think so. Because I remember there was like a couple years back, like they were like starting to talk about like clearing it all down. But I don't. I didn't hear anything about it since, like, their like city council had started to debate it. So maybe nothing ended up happening with it. I huh. Now is this an actual museum of graffiti, or is it like Austin's graffiti wall? It's um. It actually is graffiti that was illegally done at the time that became like this big block. There's a so like, it's like a, a district. Big, yeah, like, it was, like a, it's like a street. Yeah, it was okay. like yeah, it was like a it was yeah, it was like a little block of like buildings and walls and stuff that um got spray painted over, and like I mean, but really well, like it was like the best artists in Houston would come there and do their tags, and for a while it always changed. You know, there'd be a new thing up every day. Yeah, and then um eventually like like it got to be where only the good artists were coming there only the good ones and so people like they quit tagging over each other and like the police kind of let them do it for a little bit and then they just said no more when the when it looked its best huh like there it was pretty cool like do if you either of you guys been down there there's like some I, I have not i didn't even know we had one that's really cool I've yeah been to the one in austin Oh, okay. I've I've heard of one in Austin, but that one was like intentionally like. Well, done, they have they have like right? a. It's like like by the city. It right? almost just looks like a hillside, mm -hmm. and it's just a bunch of concrete that's been yeah. spray painted over. And like once yeah. a year or once every couple months, they'll go out and they'll gray it all out mm -hmm. so that they can start to tag all over again and yeah. put up all new stuff all the time. And it was really really cool. Gotcha. So if that Houston is... has something like that, I would love the, to go check it out before it's, if it's the, yeah, be say destroyed. The, yeah, the one in Houston, the only thing is, is they actually, the cops end up letting it go, like, I don't know, there's a brief period of time when it was running rampant, and then 
yeah, the police just uh, let the best guys go in there, and they then after that, like, they were like, no more. Like, anyone that gets caught graffitiing in that area, like, at this point, you will go, like, they have it hooked up with cameras, like... Oh, that sucks. And so they, they, they did, so, so they don't let it continue, but, like, but it was basically done. Um, I don't know if it's possible, like, if there's pictures of it, um, maybe on Google or Is something. Is it Acrylic Alley? May maybe. It's I I've know I've been I've been there a couple times and it was really cool. Yeah. And uh really cool. and there was a little while where we had the that world famous one the the be someone. We still have that. It just but like, whenever someone tried to fuck it up. Yeah, like that. The red is bleeding through the blue. Yeah. Because so, of the rain. It's been spray painted over like several times at it's this point. It's just gonna take like, that one fucking cliffhanger guy to idiot. jump back over the side and redo it. Yeah. yeah. But it's gonna happen. I mean, I don't know how long it'll take, but I'm Someone's sure... Someone's going to go out month, there and, like, fuck up, though. Like, that is a really dangerous overpass. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, I want like, a picture I, of the guy doing it yeah. at four in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, that would be a cool picture. <laughs> that, yeah, if you... Oh, one of those scary-ass GoPro videos like those Russian guys do. Like, when they're <laughs> climbing up buildings and shit. Just have someone spray-painting over the bee someone. Except like, he doesn't fall like, off the side. Yeah. Can you tell us what you're talking about exactly? Because I didn't... Oh. Did you explain it a little bit better for people who might not know? Or be someone bridge. Oh, the be some... Oh, yeah, the be someone... Uh, the Oh, yeah, sorry. So there's this really famous... I, I bet it will pop up, like, on Google if you mm -hmm. type in be someone graffiti Houston. Yeah. I'm sure you will find an image of it. I believe that one's over the... All right, so we have uh, several major freeways. And two of the biggest ones in Houston are um, I-45, and, and and we have a big loop that goes around our city called 610. And I believe that's where the B someone is, is where 610 goes about probably a good 50, 60 feet, maybe more. Yeah, probably about 50 feet above mm -hmm. 40, 45. And 45 is probably 30 feet off the ground at that point. Yeah. So it's like 75 feet up in the air, and... Um, People go up uh, underneath the fr actual freeway on 610, and uh, the those big metal beams they spray painted. The, uh, the be I someone. beams, right? The big red iron. Yeah, iron. yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the big red I beams, and yeah, they go up there, and uh, they they must hang down like off. They have to have like some sort of little ladder system or something to hang harness. down there. Yeah, like they have to harness in yeah. something because there's no way you're sitting over. And it kind of, if I'm not mistaken, it kind of even angles. There's an like angle. The road kind of angles. At I that can't point. imagine trying to do it. Yeah, I've I've looked at it like so many times, and every time I look at it, I'm just like, man, I, have, how uh, does he do it? Like, <laughs> if you've got to have, you know, when they do, people do rock climbing. Mm -hmm. They have that. It's almost not a drill, but it's almost like a, a hammer that shoots the clip into the rock. Yeah. Oh, so you you yeah. old school, you had your you know yeah. hammer and you'd claw it into the rock. But now they have like the air, like the air gun okay. projector, and it goes and like, like the No the... Country for Old Men, like so, <laughs> for the concrete, <laughs> <laughs> just walking around with an air tank and a fucking. <laughs> what happened? Well, <laughs> well, your wall's dead. <laughs> so I'm sure they pop a couple and then literally just jump right over the side and then spray paint. Mm -hmm. Man, but that would st that would be so like I mean I actually like rock climbing a bit, but like I can't imagine that. Cause that's like you're just hanging there. And yeah, you're... there's no 
like with rock climbing like i'm I, i'm okay because I'm, I'm holding on to it and if it's steep enough i might even have a rope around me too like <laughs> like if i Maybe, fall i'm I gonna know, just break it, a I'm shoulder or safe. something worst case scenario <laughs> and after the death of the 80s mm-hmm. um and the death of punk houston joined the rap game yeah the ghetto boys this is like during the time period when that graffiti wall started here. Oh yeah, like yeah. This is like where, like at its height, you had break dancing, graffiti, and hip hop. Like, <laughs> and Houston's and, hip hop is, uh, as opposed to New York City hip hop. Yeah, no, ours is all about raw meat and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and L.A. hip hop. Yeah, like Houston. They kept their shoes clean. We were like, nah, keep them dirty. Seems to mix more musical styles in everything they do and I, I noticed that as I dig through this music like people who come to Houston or people who make music from Houston they're a, they're all mixtures of a bunch of yeah. different styles and during this phase like this early phase of hip hop down here like we actually had a, a real, like you said like a really big mixture of fast rappers and slower and slower rappers like it Nowadays, it's mostly seems on the slow side. Like, if you picture a rap from Houston currently, it's like, oh, it's much slower pace. But, like, back back then, man, I mean, yeah, you had, like, fast guys, too, speed rappers. When I think uh, mixing of genres with hip-hop, mm-hmm. Bun B comes to mind. He does a lot of different musical influences in his songs. Um so I mean that just stuck out when you said mixing different different genres to kind yeah, of create yeah. its own unique style. I feel like Bun B's done a really good job about kind of solidifying a Houston sound. Yeah, I mean he has, and that, and that comes from Definitely. UGK and DJ Screw, where like that was all right. they did during that time was just take yeah. everything and and just chunk it down into a big Houston and, gumbo of music. Yeah, because I, I think that, I think UGK might have came just a little bit later, but like DJs, like during the time that you had Scarface and uh, the Ghetto Boys, yeah. like during that time, DJ Screw was like also selling uh, tape. I think Houston actually kind of started that as a thing, like selling tapes out of your van, like and at bodegas. Like at New, like at New York and L.A., like people would like even like rappers you've never heard of to this day, still would get to a studio and like be able to sell their tapes like at record stores in Houston. It was all out of van, out of your van, and at bodega, like whatever your local corner store is. That's well, where you can find my latest cassette. You're also usually <laughs> recording during that time, either at a small. This was recorded at Rapalot Records which is a small oh. recording studio that I think still exists here in Houston. Yeah, that's, like, literally, it's just a storage unit, right? Yeah. Like, you can just go in and shout out to one of our aspiring local rappers, Blake Dub. I think he's actually been there and recorded a couple songs there. Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, by the time DJ Screw comes around, like, the, all of those guys, UGK is built in a spare bedroom like this. And they're just making beats and rapping, and that's yeah, that's where the mixtape starts to come out. We should ask him how many more egg crates we need. Like, (laughs) how many more eggs do I have to eat a week before this becomes successful? You know, we're gonna walk into some creepy, just egg crated out room. It's everywhere on the floor. Why are we walking on? There's no more lights, man. It helps with the sound. Yes, sir. Egg crate shoes. 
And I, I like to think that uh, H-Town brought the hustle. And that's kind of what you're talking about, is H-Town brought the hustle to hip-hop, where you're just going to crank tapes out of the back of your car. Yeah. Rather than wait around. Yeah. Like, who's counting my money? I'm counting my <laughs> money. Nobody else is counting my money. People Let's get some raw meat and cocaine, you know? <laughs> Yeah, my name's uh, Swisher Fresh. I don't know if you know this or not, but my beats are real hot. I got this five-song mixtape, $14.95. I got you. No, no, it's cool. If you buy two of them, you get a two for 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many of these do you want before I got to make this physically beneficial for the both of us? <laughs> I'd like to see a battle well, between someone trying to shoot out his mixtape and like a Jehovah's Witness to see who could win each other over. <laughs> Would they oh, like man. mutually be like, look, all right, I'll take this thing. I'll take the book if you take my mixtape. <laughs> oh, will man. The, will the, like, the mixtape guy be like, you know what? That's awesome. I will take that book. <laughs> or maybe it's the other way around. And the, the Jehovah's Witness is like, oh, shit, that is fire. What have I been doing? Ditches his bike and like walks off <laughs> with three mixtapes. I mean, when I was down off of, when I was living down off of uh, Ella and Richie area, I had uh, a couple of brothers. They were brothers. Uh, uh, sell me good distinction yeah. <laughs> uh, they were trying to sell a mixtape to me and it came with a companion comic book that they had written and published did you guys well. go out gangstering I just thought that was badass yeah. a companion book yeah, uh, like yeah. comic that comes with with an album yeah like, huh. it's, it's a new type of hustle and I loved it and if anybody's from Houston and been to that... any not chain gas station you can find a bin right next to the checkout counter where there's probably a hundred different mixtapes and CDs and yeah. MP3s and all kinds of stuff. I don't know how much crazy stuff I've bought for 10 bucks. It yeah. has like 167 songs yeah. on it because they like got it all down on MP3 yeah, format exactly. on your CD. And you're like, cool. All right. <laughs> I always like the $10 gamble. It's only 10 bucks. I mean, oh, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, hell yeah. Lots yeah, of, I, I had a pretty had good one, stack of them. <laughs> I had one that was literally the same song, ten different times, done ten different ways. Like I was like, "Isn't this the same song?" And it just had a different like music track over it. And I was like, <laughs> it was just okay. mixed differently. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, <laughs> this is called the reproduced version. <laughs> Extra produced. Uh, yeah, this is my new album, the reproduction. <laughs> the reproduction. <laughs> but I always like to say that like uh, New York created hip hop. LA took it and made it world famous, but Houston like put the art in Houston it. swagged it out and made it art. We put like twenty inch blades on that shit. On That's what we did. <laughs> we we put diamonds on our teeth. <laughs> Neither no no other like region of the country would even think that's to an put option. Diamonds on their King, teeth? Kings and queens of lore did not go as far as Lil Wayne. I know he's not Houston, but you get the idea. They're Paul Wall. Terrible rapper. Paul Wall. Paul Wall. I take that back. He's he's not terrible, but he's not, not quite my style. You can't he has, see me right now, but I'm showing you my grill. Yeah, he has uh, too many diamonds on his teeth. Uh, like. like every tooth. Every single one. Even his tongue. I think it's just a slip-on case. <laughs> he, has a, he has a tongue grill? Oh, please tell me that's not a thing. Produce it. Brett, Brett can, we look up, uh, can we look up uh, tongue grills? <laughs> There's no such thing as a tongue grill. I hope there's no such thing as a tongue grill. No such thing yet. Someone's going to listen to this and become a millionaire. Whenever you do, 
<laughs> go and send 20% of your proceeds to the Bonus Hours podcast, Beyond the Profound and Profane, or Between the Profound and Profane, <laughs> so that we can create many more beautiful, beautiful, beautiful episodes for you. It's hard to even podcast with all these diamonds in my mouth. <laughs> All right, for everybody that knows me out here that I am a walking bag of movie quotes, I'm also a lover of the superheroes and everything superpowered. So I did a little digging in the mythological side of Houston and found out that in the 50s, we had our own little mythological creature, kind of like Bigfoot, just like our guy Ian Brown over here, who was called the Heights Batman. And I'm not talking Batman, the superhero that has all kinds of cool gadgets. I'm talking like a man with bat wings and they said if a man had to have bat wings for him to be able to take off we're talking like an 18 foot wingspan god damn can you you just imagine a fucking dude with bat wings landing in your yard (laughs) they said that he was six foot five yeah clad in a uh some kind of like carapace is not the right word what's like the exoskeleton from like bugs like a tight carapace it is a carapace okay Uh, exoskeleton kind of suit with these huge ass fucking 18 foot bat wings and he glowed this ominous yellow color and he landed in front of these people and everybody there was these three fucking uh, it was a a 33 year old home home wife there was a guy who those aren't important but basically they saw the dude and he's chilled there for like 30 seconds and they said that all of the lights in all the areas started to dim. And when Damn. all the light went out, he took off and he shot like a rocket. He's never been seen from again. And the only thing that closely relates to this is the Mothman prophecies. And that didn't start until the 60s. So our guy actually started before the Mothman prophecies. And that was cool. I didn't even know that Dude, we had yeah, anything mythological, that's... kind of legendary in Houston. Much less something predating the Mothman prophecies. Kind of the same thing. I mean, yeah, Houston, <clears throat> we got a lot of ghosts. Uh, Spaghetti Warehouse downtown off of Maine is supposed to be haunted. Uh, there's what, the old Bunchy Brothers. You know. open. Yeah, it was underwater last oh, week, like completely, so I don't know. Uh, Patterson Bridge is supposedly haunted, which is a I've bridge that. Take, that takes you out of town. Uh, it's supposedly haunted by two Civil War uh, brothers because all ghosts are from the Civil War for the most part. <laughs> I see. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, all the ghosts from Texas are from the Civil War. <laughs> now, do you figure but, out which side the soldiers are on based on their patches? Because do ghosts show up in color? <laughs> like, how I do you mean, know if it's a Confederate soldier or a Union soldier? Like, oh, man. That's a really good question. I guess you offer them a Whataburger, and if they ask, what is this? You'd be like... Get out of here. Yeah, like, get out of here, Yankee. You damn Yankee. <laughs> um, do they smell Go up like... and get you a chili cheese dog down on the boardwalk. Hey. Do they smell like bourbon or do they smell like rum? <laughs> are you saying all Union soldiers are from the Caribbean? No. We I'm imported. Saying, we imported I'm our guys. He was a buffalo soldier. <laughs> <laughs> also, they all smell like weed. No wonder we lost. <laughs> we had all the good homegrown down here. They were just chilling in the back. Yeah, fuck it, man. I don't, I don't even care. Just we hold my hat. That's I probably why the war started. Like, wait, they're coming for my weed. Not cool, man. 
Not cool, bro. Let's throw some horses at him or do what we do. This fucking swamp in a wool jumper and that stupid wool hat. Oh, dude, that'd be so stupid. <laughs> like, I would die. Yeah. I, I personally, I can't handle it I, now. Yeah. And if y'all didn't know, Houston <clears throat> is the number one city for having air conditioning. Like, we are the number one city in yeah. the United States for having air conditioning. What do you mean by number one? Number one is that we have the population. Best. No, the population. No, yeah, the per, most, cap, the per capita. The, like, you can be. most like... homes, businesses <laughs> with AC than anywhere else in the United States. Because you will die if you don't. Probably the world. <laughs> but can I you think imagine so. being in, like, a bullpen? Back in the day, like in the 20s, Can you, there is no AC, they're smoking inside. You're saying like a log cabin in the middle of the forest with like 15 people inside and no windows. I mean, I think he's talking about or, like, a, like I, a journalist bullpen. I went oh, for like the 20s, oh, okay. I mean, we could go back to the 1800s okay. to that log cabin with the 12 people. Because they didn't even, have, fa cause they didn't even have fans. They didn't even have those old wire fans, you know, that they had back. That's why the life expectancy yeah. must have been like 45 oh no way dude like more like you have a 20 percent chance of living if you if you were born like if you made it to birth you would you 20 percent chance you will live to see one <laughs> what log cabin with 12 residents are we talking about here the one the uh, original the, the, the founder's original house Stone, yeah yeah the allen cabin we'll call it <laughs> allen cabin. no one goes to the allen cabin <laughs> where are we going we, we don't we don't go there why you know, there's already no one goes <laughs> to the allen cabin we can't go there <laughs> And then they burst into the street and they start whooping the shit out of each other. That's and where. Slandering the trees because they drank too much bourbon. That's where the man bat lives. <laughs> the the first home in, the in Houston was a log cabin beside a bayou that had 12 people in it who did nothing but curse each other and drink all the time, is what you're telling me. I think yeah. so. But, uh. We've came a long way. You know what? I bet it was only 10 people. Because if it really was the Allen Brothers <laughs> yeah. log cabin. And all of his hell homies, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, sipping perp, hanging out in a log cabin, just, you know, doing yeah, just nodding, shit. yeah, just, just I... nodding out. <laughs> Those motherfuckers were out on the water with their badass shit called the Brutus, being pirates. And uh, right, how fucking cool is it that Houston was founded by pirates? Fuck the dude in Galveston. <laughs> all right. He had a pirate cove, which is cool and all, because everybody's seen Pirates of the Caribbean and Shipwreck Cove look awesome, and that's the only <laughs> thing I can see whenever I think Pirate Cove. Yeah. It's just this large, twisted conglomeration of ships that have smashed together and yeah. one guy up top being like, <laughs> But I'm sure the Gulf... And uh, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, because it got drafted into the Navy, all I can see is this gigantic battleship, which I know that's not what it looked like. <laughs> but, like, it's just they're, they're just trolling an old-school pirate garb on, like, a 1950s battleship, <laughs> fucking people up in the Gulf. Oh. And I know that's not how it was, but I that's, think that's it, all I see. That's yeah. what you and think of the great, founders. That's what I think of <laughs> the founders of fucking Houston is... They had French rapiers, <laughs> glorious pirate coats, badass hats with the longest fucking feather ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. And, uh, yeah, somehow they traveled in into the future and ripped out some badass battleship, and they were fucking up people on the coast, stealing all their shit, and Texas said it was okay. We actually gave them a license. It was like, no. excuse me, can you fuck up all these people on the coast and just steal yeah. all their shit? 
We really need yeah, ships. Now, the Texas Navy is... Now, uh, I think I had heard, um, like, the, and I don't know if either of you had heard that, like, some of, like, the, like, the native population here back in those days was, like, that they were, like, known as cannibals, whether or not that was um, that true. Like, they could, but it was believed that they, like, spread that rumor themselves, like, yeah, the, to. The, the history on that right now, as it's told, is that they spread that rumor yeah. themselves to Yeah, we fucking eat people. Yeah, like, no, come here, that's fine, but we're going to eat you. And then the white people are like, oh, that sounds. That sounds like we'll stay on this little what island. Makes <laughs> white men, white cannibals. But they were, yeah. uh, I think that they were called the Karankawa. Uh, and they, the, the natives of the Houston area mostly lived in the bay and would uh, go up the bayous in their canoes. They would come up to our area uh, where, where we used to live in spring. Uh-huh. And they would hang out there during the hotter season. Yeah, where all the, the woods season. is. Where all yeah, the woods is. Yeah. And as the storms start to blow up, they continue up further north into Conroe and Willis area. Oh, okay. Do we know if us white men dicks uh, killed them off? Were they relocated? Or do they still exist? I like think uh, like, like there, there is so little information about them. We know stuff from some of the people who hung out in Louisiana. We know stuff from Jean Lafitte, who was okay. the pirate who... Uh, "Quote unquote," founded Galveston, which he didn't really find Galveston. He he left his pirate haven in New Orleans called Barataria Bay, uh, which rested at the mouth of the of uh, the Sabine. He's the guy that makes Tabasco sauce, right? And he would uh, he uh, after being drafted into the Spanish Navy to fight the Mexicans during the Spanish War, uh, he came down to he found just like happened upon Galveston, which most people describe at that point as a long sandbar in the middle of the Gulf because that's all it really fucking is. Surrounded by hammerhead sharks. And he took a thousand <laughs> pirates and built a pirate cove which he called Campeche. Uh, and he stayed there from 1816 until 1821. Uh, going, He would uh, go up into the Buffalo Bayou from Galveston Bay and that's where he would unload his treasure is somewhere up off of the Buffalo Bayou. Okay. So are you saying that he buried treasure in Houston? Yes. There is. Has it been found? No. There, uh, they, they, people have turned up like brass cannons, which huh. his ships were famous for. Holding. It just showed up in Houston, just a brass, like in the middle like, of an alleyway. Where are we, Houston? They like to fuck shit up. I'm gonna bury <laughs> some treasure here. <laughs> well, when he was forced out of Galveston by the American Navy because one of his guys attacked an American Navy ship right outside of the Gulf, mm. uh, like one of his guys just took a boat with some guy with some of his with a hundred men and attacked an American Navy ship uh, Captain Jean Lafitte then took him behind closed doors and <laughs> beat the tar like let him live but beat him so badly that when he left he left on his knees and the American Navy showed up and said you're done here you need to leave Galveston <laughs> and he loaded up his ship and he did uh, it, Jean Lafitte was what were the years? Uh, 1816 to 1821 is when he was in Galveston. Ah, okay, so he was pre-Allen Brothers. I was yes. like, did we get a little confrontation there from Gulf to... No. He's, <laughs> he's pre-Allen Allen Brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, so the, the, the rumor is, and the way that they tell the story, is that he only had enough room on the one ship he had left for 100 men, or for all of his men, and uh, nothing else. So, so no for gold. about six days... He spent going up the Buffalo Bayou and coming back down and going up the Buffalo Bayou and 
coming back down, and when he left, he left with no gold on his ship and burned down the entirety of Campeche. That's exactly uh, what That's Mike pirate as shit, man. That is pirate as shit, dude. <laughs> and then nobody knows what happened to him after that. He disappears from the historical record. The sure. uh, the rumor is that they either died going down to Venezuela uh, in a hurricane, like they died going down to South America. I see. They died in battle, uh, also going down to South America. Or the other rumor is that he retired it to Louisiana and just fell off the map. Or the final, final option is that he's still sailing around in some Fiesta parking lot to this day. He got on to the Brutus from the future (laughs) and is just sailing the seven seas of... uh, in a 1960s battleship. He's just, he's just somewhere out there. He's chilling in the Bermuda Triangle right now. <laughs> now, my favorite thing about him was the fact that he was originally from Spain to steal from Mexico, and he ended up stealing from Spain. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a real-ass pirate. <laughs> he did that shit right. Double pirated. He did double pirate, and he did not have a license. He, he was, no, he was a privateer oh, for he a was while. a privateer. What made him a pirate during that time, like he was a privateer. Pirated then, from yeah. the... Uh, yeah, he was a privateer for, for Spain uh, in the Gulf area, and then he began working with Jim Bowie, famous for the Alamo fight uh, here in Texas, to uh, smuggle slaves back and forth because there was a loophole in his privateering license where he Tear could down still, the statue. He could, uh, sl- slaves were not to be sold on the, in the Gulf area, but if a pirate stole some slaves from a slave smuggler, the pirate could then sell the slaves under his own name or under the smuggler's name if the pirate owned the ship that was smuggling the slaves into America. So Jean Lafitte would send a smuggling ship to smuggle the slaves into America, pirate his own smuggling ship, Fucking white people do into the Gulf area and then sell them under his own name in Louisiana. Who wrote these fucking rules, man? And I'm just want those ships didn't have air conditioning. (laughs) Those ships did not have air conditioning. Scurvy (laughs) was everywhere. Uh, That's because you got to eat fruit, folks. If you get on a ship, uh, yeah, and as much vitamin C as you potentially can supposedly get from the sun, obviously it's not enough. So I mean, uh, yeah. all protein kiwi, kiwi diet fruit, will you not <laughs> keep you from getting scurvy. Make sure you eat that tomato. Make sure to drink your acai juice. That's, That's what right. the pirates did. But back to the <laughs> Allen brothers and their, their 12 residents uh, drinking uh, purple drink in a log cabin while their wood grain wheel bounces outside. That does not sound palm wonderful. These are these are the first Houstonians. So how did Houston come to be? Uh, basically, they came down from New York. Um, this was right before Galveston had been destroyed because Galveston was basically the big, we'll call it a foothold in the Gulf. Uh, it had been set up. It is where all the big businesses were. It was all where all the gambling was. Um and they decided that they were going to... So it was a money laundering town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Jean Lafitte did a good job. Like, w- one day we will have a city that's worthy of having a business. We could call it, I don't know, Enron. <laughs> <laughs> Enron. People will be huge. It will be I'm huge. Just... <laughs> uh, so they came down to the bayou. They decided that they were going to try to purchase 6,600 square acres of this bayou and they did it for the nice round ball price of five thousand dollars houston was purchased 
for the price of a used car. Yeah, not even like a certified yeah, used. Not even like, not a, even yeah, like from right, a like, car. Like, this is like, right. like a side of the road <laughs> yeah. cash car is what is basically what we were paid for Houston. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, they decided to lie to everybody. They said that Houston was this great sprawling landscape full of grasslands and nice <laughs> huge timber. Um, There's falling pine trees and alligators. One of the first guys who decided, oh, okay, that sounds great. He brought a steamboat steamboat up through the Gulf, and when he got to the Houston port, he looked around and he decided, uh, I can't see shit. It's all a bunch of fucking trees. I can't even get my boat up there. And on top of that, you can't see anything. I can't even fucking see the town. Now, really, because what he was probably looking for was the one fucking log cabin with 12 people. And like, hey. Yeah. Uh, or he couldn't see through the haze of yeah. mosquitoes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not pollution, yeah, was, folks. He, yeah, it's he, bugs. Yeah, Houston still had that same smog just <laughs> over it. Like, what's with that city? Yeah, they travel up to Galveston. They look up and like, what are those? Stars. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one. What does it mean? I can't imagine purchasing over 6,000 acres for $5,000. Like, that's less than a dollar an acre. Yeah, like... To put it in perspective now, if you were to go and get a... About one acre of uncleared land... Yeah. And not, like, super prime real estate, you're looking anywhere between thirty dollars and $70,000. That's just for the land. Huh. That's not including building a house or anything like that. I'm doing some real quick math here. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's incredibly ridiculous. Dude, that, I mean, you'd have to, it would be billions of dollars to try to purchase Houston now. Oh, yeah. You said it was, you said it was uh, $5,000, right? 5000 for okay. 6,600 square feet. All right, I got, I got some math I'm doing here. <laughs> All right. It's like, let me put it, let me put cents. it this way. If you were to order, Papa John's pizza, large Papa John's pizza, once a day. If you spent $5,000, you could order that pizza once a day for 312 days. It's practically a year's worth it's, of pizza. That's, that's less than a year's worth of Papa John's <laughs> once a day. Well, you could buy Houston for that price. Your exchange rate is very strange. <laughs> yeah, it's 312 Papa John's pizzas is how much... Is how much Houston was. You think purchased that's how for. they paid for it? Like, look, we don't have five grand, but but we can make, we can make pizza Papa every John's day pizzas. for a year, you know, or not even a up. year. <laughs> I, mean, I figured they would trade the uh, the recipe for purple drink as well as the Brutus ten uh, ton battleship that they stole from the future for Houston. I think that's about the same. In, I, it's, uh, I would say Houston's weight, but I mean it fluctuates hell. This last uh, this last hurricane that came through actually sunk all of Houston six inches because there was so believe, much water pressure. I believe it, dude. Houston the whole act, fucking ground. Houston went. has been sinking at an average of like three inches per year. Like every year, Houston goes down because we're drinking all the water underneath us. Yeah, and so we're literally sinking ourselves down. But that's crazy. So it sunk six yeah, the, six inches was in it 21 one twenty one or twenty four trillion gallons. 24, I believe. I thought it was closer to like 90-something. No, I I think it was was like 4 trillion gallons from Hurricane Ike. Yeah. And then like 21 or 24 trillion. From the river flooding. From Irma. Or uh, Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. Irma's running the Gulf. Fucking shit up. 
Irma's, Irma's coming in right now down in Florida. So or it'll be here by Monday. But that alone is mind-boggling. That's insane. Yeah. And I would call it Little Venice, but Houston's like, <laughs> I don't know, 100 times probably bigger than Italy. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine the music <laughs> coming off those gondolas? <laughs> <laughs> like just big woofers, be, you know? It'd be woofers, purple drank, and you just get to chill around Houston. <laughs> Listening to UGK. Can you, can you think about the tricked out gondolas that you'd get? The candy paint? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Mike Jones' shit would be off the chain. Oh, man. <laughs> Mike Jones? Look, it's that ghost paint job. No matter which way you look at it, it's 14 different colors. <laughs> and then you, then you show them your tongue grill. <laughs> That's the next step, folks. You had teeth grill. Oh yeah. Now we need tongue grills. Tongue grills are next. It's like it's the it's, next big we'll call thing. It, it's like a tongue sleeve. <laughs> Just stick it right on. And we'll be back. After these messages. Come on down to Perry Benson's dugout. The only illegal casino this side of Houston. Also in Missouri City. One way in, one way out. It's a restaurant Monday through Sunday. On Saturday, come on down to the basement. It'll be a great time, great place. We're back. We are back. You have something for me, Ian. Oh, yeah. I guess a uh, third topic or whatever we want to call sort of, it. Sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll kind of keep this brief, being that we're, we're hitting the minute marks here. But, uh, yeah, I looked up. Uh, I've, I already knew that Houston had more gnome sightings than any other major city in the U.S., <laughs> Which sounds really odd, because you'd think it would be in, like, Michigan or Wisconsin or somewhere up there. Yes, but... Ian. Would you tell me that Houston is the number one major city for gnome sightings? My first thought is, why not Michigan? Yeah. Why not Wisconsin? But yeah. Why not Idaho? They love yeah. potatoes. That, yeah, exact, exactly. Yeah, potato no. cakes, potato pancakes. Gnomes love that kind of stuff. When you say gnomes, you're talking like like David the gnome, like the little the yeah. little, little lawn gnome thing that rides on foxes and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, little red hats and everything. <laughs> um, I mean, of course, I've I've seen many of them. So like, I are you know, I have a little bit of a bias, I guess you could say. You know, as a cryptozoological private investigator, I have seen these with my own eyes. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So I actually looked it up to see like if other people had uh, seen gnomes, and it turns out like Houston has a lot of gnome sightings for a city. Um, how, how do you calculate the number of gnome sightings within a city? The number of people are like, "Holy shit, is that a gnome?" Guess it is. <laughs> and what? Is, what do you check in? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Gnome sightings. I wish there was an app for that. They there really needs to be. I know my uh, my girlfriend is super into the fairies and whimsical stuff and she almost caused an accident the other day when oh. i was driving down the road and she, she like jumped. she probably you mean she saved your life of course she jumped <laughs> over my lap pointed out the window and screamed fairy circle and i was like oh jesus so oh, yeah. i believe you i know that there's yeah the, the little the little guys are out there you know that gnomes help with fairy I circle were, sometimes see, no, I, I thought it was the leprechauns <laughs> but if it's the gnomes well, yeah, that's actually the other, because there's, all right, so there's gnomes, like your typical classical red hat gnomes, 
And uh, like there was one really famous sighting, like uh, if you look up uh, the smiling gnome on Google, the first thing that'll pop up is this like really happy gnome that this guy in Third Ward talks to. And like the gnome <laughs> likes to talk to his dog and they have a really cool little gnome relationship, you know, like they're all like, hey, what's up, man? This you is know? Murphy has friends with a gnome? No, no, no. This is a total. This is a totally different person than me. Oh, oh I, okay. I like, you were saying your your dog is no, no. This is like, a guy who lives in Third Ward. Yeah, this is oh. a guy who lives in Third Ward, and like, yeah, he had the news out at his house and everything about it. Like, um, the, I think. Uh, Did you get a the, picture of it? No. Uh, it turns out like, well, gnomes kind of have magical powers. Like, they can run thirty five miles an hour, <laughs> and they can like hide really well. Like, they're they're. It's 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 like Hobbit magic, like times like ten, like they can really almost disappear. Yeah, technically they're not disappeared, but like they might like you're not gonna find them. <laughs> um, are we talking okay. sustained speeds of thirty five miles an hour, or like short bursts? Like are we talking they, like like grizzly bears? Like dude, out of nowhere oh. this fucking little little gnome is just gonna like bum rush my ass at thirty five yeah. miles an hour? Yeah. Or, he, or there's no fucking way as a human I'm running away from a gnome. No, yeah, because there's because it can run 35 miles. No, nah, gnomes go the opposite direction of you. Yeah, oh, yeah, they don't, they yeah, don't, they yeah. They don't. Yeah, I would say they won't. Like if a gnome's attacking you, I like, like I feel if like it's you're a, setting up a ninja. If, if a if it's a malicious, you know, like the gnome's going after you. If you've done something like if you put uh, muffins out one night, but then you don't the next night, like then and the gnomes are coming after you, then they'll like do tricks on you. But they won't do anything, like, directly to hit you. Like, they won't, like, pick up a... I mean, they might pick up a little rock and, like, you know, flick it at your ear or something. But, like, they're not going to do anything so to, like, harm like you pest, directly. Yes. Pest than harm. Yeah, exactly. They'll just mess with your stuff. Mischievous. They'll hide your keys on you. You know, they'll, like... They'll tell your cat to, like, not like you for, like, a week. <laughs> be like, man, he said some fucked up stuff. All right, so I'm going to hit day. you with some dumb... Dumb gnome, gnome questions. Sure. And they it may be very relevant, and I just might not know, or maybe nobody's even fucking thought about it. Oh, okay. So, at least when I think of a gnome, and you said even the red hat, I'm thinking pointy hat, like the cone hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's are, a red hat gnome. Are yeah. gnomes stupid? Where did the dunce cap come from? I have because no that's idea. that's I a, think that's it's a un- gnome hat. I think that's unrelated because dunce hats are white. Yeah, dunce hats are white, and I think they have don't they have like the little which right, I guess it's, sometimes it's literally it just says dunce on it. So I didn't yeah, know I if guess that so. was like someone was out catching gnomes one day and they were like, God, this is so easy. That, I just <laughs> I mean see it, I just grab it. Like it could be the fact that if someone hasn't seen a gnome and you tell them that you've seen a gnome, they think you're really fucking stupid. So like I've dealt with a lot of that as a cryptozoological private investigator. Nomian. <laughs> I mean it's so uh I would say they're unrelated but possibly they're correlated, you know. Correlation does not equal it's problemation. A, we call it unrelated right? correlation. Yeah, unrelated correlation, exactly. Your words, not mine. <laughs> So you said you've seen a gnome. Yes. Do you have any good uh, gnome sighting story? Personal gnome sighting stories. I mean, most of them is just like, I seen a gnome, dude. Like <laughs> it was pretty cr- Like I mean, unfortunately, that's why I'm gonna have to keep it sh- sort of brief on are you, it. Is because part of the app? Did you check in? I I did let the world know. Okay. And like a lot of people said, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> Get a job. Here's, so on and so forth, etc. <laughs> I, someone probably mailed me a dunce cap. I wouldn't be entirely surprised. <laughs> Once again, correlation does not equal such and such. 
<laughs> however the saying goes <laughs> but um yeah so i seen now i seen a red hat gnome and i've seen them like a i've seen them up north in michigan which is why i would assume and lots of people in michigan and wisconsin like when you live in the middle of the woods and there's snow you'll find little gnome prints like they'll they'll run around they'll, you'll see them where they've ran and skittered they like to play with now, the woods animals human type features like are we talking yeah. like hands and toes or do they have like Claw. Like, are we? Am I looking for like? Well, oh, that's a cat. No, that could well, be. Well, um, well, uh, like that's uh, like the ones that I've always seen, and the ones that like um, that guy, that other guy in Houston, and there's like three or four other ones that like gave no details and remained anonymous. They're just like, dude, I just seen a gnome. <laughs> um, you know, because that's really about all you can say. The smiling gnome is the only like multiple sighting, like where the dog acknowledged that there's a gnome too, so the person wasn't crazy. Um. <laughs> The but they're like, yeah, man, I saw that. No, yeah, yeah, dog, let, dog, let him know. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry I think that like, does... did your dog just talk, but did you see the gnome? Yeah, <laughs> did you just see that gnome? Like, <laughs> my dog is letting you know, I'm letting you know. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, that's those are the ones I've seen as the red hat gnomes, and they're um, they're just your typical, like, as can be, you know, as far as like what you would imagine a gnome looks like, like it was a fucking gnome chubby cheeks and a button nose yeah exactly and um but apparently there's also uh like a south american gnome that's been spotted up here as well and it's like with people who like look into like santeria and and uh certain types of magical like uh, south america like with it well it's like no i actually (laughs) I have a picture of one. I have a picture of one. I'll show you guys. May, maybe in the future we can post up a link to the picture. Oh my god! But, I um, swear to God, I've seen a children's show with this gnome. He's got a hat on. It's a d. It's a d. It's a duende. Oh, duende. Duende. Yeah, that's probably much more accurate. Uh, duende. Tell, tell me, y'all know the show? Like, I can't. I don't know if it's a gnome or like a leprechaun he, or something. He but does look. He has from, this that yeah. exact face. Yeah, it? and he does. Yeah, this guy. He, it does look no, sort know. of. Fam- it does look sort of familiar to me. Um, I can't say I've seen him on a show, but I might might have seen this picture in the past or something at some point. Uh, looking into gnomes at different times might have been one of your gnome sightings it may be it, it may be but yeah these guys uh these little uh duendes they're um kind of known sort of like leper they sort of are known as like they're a little bit more trickster they're they're a little bit more toward they're a little bit more trickstery than a normal gnome even like normal gnomes they're kind of known to be tricksters and like they'll they'll mess with you but like they don't go out of their way like you have to start interacting with them in order for them to mess with you with these it sounds more like they're just gonna kind of latch on to whoever's and like they'll just figure out a target well that, that that's the difference between a vegetation spirit and a uh like i think no like classic gnomes are more earth spirits or yeah like material sort spirits. of yeah you, you i guess they're they're like sort of a form of elemental in a sense in a sense and duendes and, and leprechauns are like actual like tree like they are vegetation spirits. Okay, yeah, I yeah actually, I believe. Let me see. Uh, I'll just uh, well, I have the, this stuff up here, but I believe uh, it does mention that they're found in the forest. Um, see, which I, I guess kid, normal notes do too. We used but. to uh, when we were up in Splendora, which is a bit of a ways out from Houston. 
but that's where I spent some of my summers with my cousins and stuff when we would run around uh, the wooded areas of the property lines at nighttime we would swear we saw what we said then was a goat man but we have no idea what it was because it was shorter than us when we were like 10 it was like yep. half our height when we were like 10 and they just looked like little pudgy man things that the, walked around now, on two legs there is a uh there is like one of a uh, podcast that we listen to that uh there's a character on there marcus that mentions that he's seen uh quote unquote a, a pig d it was a pig goblin is what he calls it could is what you described could it be considered a pig goblin i mean that's very possible well i could like it could be considered that perhaps we we, we never got good glimpses of them you know that they, they're in their darkness spirits they yeah in and out way. yeah in and out but, Speaking of that, anybody ever seen Shadow People? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've yeah. I've seen a lot like, of them. I, yeah, I feel like I uh, I've definitely seen my fair share of Shadow People. Like, and I'm talking like maybe more say Shadow Spirits, mm-hmm. Wall Huggers. Think you're uh, you're Peter Pan Shadow, but not so whimsical. Yeah, more like uh, kind of like you're talking about with the Pig People, but mine are not short. Mine are like extremely tall and creepy and my they slowly come out of the corners but when you see them they quickly recede we should put a pin in that for our yeah, october shows actually oh yeah actually that'd be agree. good when october starts rolling around because i got a lot of spook yeah that's good that's a good october one for sure but yeah so gnomes in houston <laughs> yeah it's a thing all right and uh i yeah. learned something today <laughs> yeah and um yeah I have, I have, I have, have a, I have a little bit. Too. I have, I have, I have what like. What did you learn today? Gnomes in Houston. <laughs> what do you know? I'll tell you. One of my favorite things about Houston. Uh, I'm super passionate about it. I, I'm sure I've talked about it a lot. And if I haven't, shame on me. I love food. I love to eat. I love to cook. Uh, and you know, earlier we talked about Houston being a melting pot for music. It is a huge, huge melting pot for food. You can oh, yeah. find anything. Anything you're looking for, you can find it in Houston. And not only that, but you're probably going to find at least 20 of them. And you can go and you can have the most authentic kind of food. You know, if you really wanted authentic oh, yeah. Mexican food, you can find that. Oh, yeah. But you can also find the fucking best Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex yeah. food in the world, too. You know, nowhere outside you, of Houston. Yeah. You can't get Tex-Mex food. You can't. Like Dallas, Corpus Christi, San Antonio. No. It all just does not taste right. No, we we do it right here Does in Houston. It? I don't know what it is. It, like I we agree. Have mo- we have just <laughs> have the Tex-Mex thing, and I've had people that go out west Texas to like Laredo and things like that. Uh, yeah, and they don't even know what Tex-Mex is. Like that, like they have no fucking clue. Like <laughs> we we used to eat Greek food. On, at least, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you did you ever go to and Antones or um yeah Antones with us back in the like day? Like the po' boy sandwich. Place? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like, dude, right they have, the dude, they have, they have that shawarma, man. Like, they actually have like a leg of lamb. Like, you can get like Greek, like, and that's like cheap Greek food. But like, we actually, yeah, we have all types of food you can imagine. I like, mean, I'm. Um, uh, Oh yeah, and uh, I was gonna say like I went to a place that that's literally like probably about three miles from this place, if that. And I had I had fresh uh, oysters from like Nova Scotia, <laughs> and like the they actually ship in oysters from Maine and Nova Scotia and like even Europe, like and you can order crazy delicious oysters that were literally caught. 10 hours beforehand. I did that at, uh, there's a place like in the Like 10 world. hours off the boat, and it's on your table in Houston. 
from oh, Canada. Yeah. I did that in a place in the woodlands. It's called uh, Nick's yeah. Seafood Dive and Oyster Bar. Yeah, that was it. And it was basically, Nick's. Basically, yeah. I, I took a tour around the world of oysters. And huh. I've never been the biggest oyster fan. No, they neither were, have I. Kind of priced all over the place. But it was delicious, those Some northern ones. amazing. Like the blue oysters? Yeah. Really good. Some of them tasted like... You literally ripped open the shell and started munching on the fatty tissue. Let's say, were you doing mm. it on the half shell? All of it on yeah. the half shell. And you know what? I The first time, the very, very first time I did oysters, I uh, sucked it right out of the shell, and they were like just golf oysters, and I got oh, a yeah. mouthful of sand. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mouthful of sand. They weren't cleaned or flushed. This I'd... was back when Sam's boat was open. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then when I went to that to, to the Nick's place and had all that oh, dude, dude totally yeah changed my same, opinion and views on oysters same here all I had ever had was um, I had had some like freshwater I guess they're I guess it's the mussels is what you get from freshwater I, I had had those definitely wasn't a fan of them and I'd had golf oysters before and then a friend of mine like was like dude you need to go to we need to go to an oyster bar and I'm like dude I don't know man I'm not I'm not a big fan of oysters. He's like, no, but you will be, I promise. So I like gave it a shot, and man, like it was a life changing experience. Like I never had oysters like that. I like oysters, and I like oysters on the half shell. But when I was a kid, uh, we had a family, an old family friend, this just old sailor who lived down in Galveston, who ate oysters on the half shell and died like three days later from bad oysters. Oh shit. yeah, yeah. Now have you had? Has anybody done up oysters for you, like Rockefeller style, with Though, the cheese? That was good. Uh, oh, dude, I've never had a Rockefeller. I like them fried. I mean, I like I like. I'll eat them on the half shell on on real occasion. But mm. you know, I was like six when that happened, so it really put this weird yeah. spark on oysters yeah, no, 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 for no, no, me. I hear you. Yeah, uh, Nick's. Yeah, uh, as you're just saying, they're. I think, like you said, it's Rockefeller where they do it with like cheese, and it's it tastes like an Italian dish. Wow. And it's and it's really good and it's all it's all baked so you yeah, know I mean, that it's safe and you just you, dr- you drench it with some oil, you know some uh the lemon you know squeeze a little bit of lemon on there oh dude it tastes so fucking good see that's how I'll do it now I'll get some like the club crackers mm-hmm. but I guess they're not really the club because they're not the rectangle they're the squares yeah but you take one of those throw the oyster on top that way you don't get any of that sand shit put a little Tabasco and squeeze some lemon boom you're good to oh go. yeah dude, that shit's really good I mean. But Houston is such a food place because, and and it's like the music, uh, it's it's an immigrant place. Like yeah. this is where people come if they're immigrating to the United States. Yeah. They might not start here, but this is a great place for them to come because we do have so many different communities. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of my favorite places downtown is. The, have you ever been to the the big Phoenician market? Oh downtown? yeah, dude, that place yes, is awesome. I have. I have been there. They have dancing in the middle in the middle yeah. of the aisle. There's music going, and there's just awesome so hookah much prices. <laughs> food, yeah, right. yeah, amazing. I, food. I mean, that's why I like going to the world markets, just because mm-hmm. you can see so much shit. That's, I mean, you don't see at a Kroger's or a Randall's or an HEB. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, even taking a trip to like a Michoacana. Oh yeah, and you can buy <laughs> cactus. Like you're not gonna buy oh, cactus yeah. inside of HEB or Randall's. Um, <clears throat> you know, cactus a, is good. It is really you, good. When you it, fry, it, do you do it fried? I, I have like only it eaten it raw. Oh, really? Where it was um, the the spikes have already been taken out, and they mm-hmm. had it like specially cut up and prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was okay. It was like a almost like a watered down Gatorade. When if you fry, yeah, I found I that it's say a uh, like a sour avocado. Uh, Mine because it's so much consistency, stuff. but yeah. it, has, it does have that like it, it, it's a it's weird bitter. tartness. Yeah, it's, it's kind a, of like a bitter bitter. 
if if you uh if you take it uh the pieces are already you know if you cut it up and prepare it and you fry it like into little tiny pieces until it's like almost burnt like to where that outside gets just that just little, little bit of an yeah just it's where it's crispy and gets that just the edges are burnt oh dude it tastes so sweet like all that bitterness is gone and like the outside will have a crunch and the inside like will just be like really sweet like really sweet cactus see i, I don't know if like other states and other cities have the michiokana and the 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 taqueria the way that we do here i, I would you. say maybe san antonio uh, yeah i was gonna say maybe san antonio yeah. but outside of outside of anything from san antonio to the left so anything west of san antonio yeah no. i would say no nothing and anything i wouldn't even say dallas has it dallas no. and north i would say wouldn't no have dallas north, is where you lose tex-mex yeah dallas is like in the tex-mex danger zone like it, it just they <laughs> can't like, do it right but <laughs> like the, a lot I of mean, things the coolest place about <laughs> houston for me is it's not yes you can find any different type of food but it's the hole in the walls Oh yeah, like those oh. are the best because they're just starting out. They're pouring all their passion. They're not bogged down by some kind of corporate banner of things they have to adhere to. We're a city with no zoning laws. <laughs> Keep that in mind. So I've had like the best authentic Venezuelan food, and I've never had Venezuelan food before. But I went in and I had this. It was a badass uh, pulled pork fried plantain sandwich oh wow and it was that sounds amazing. amazing and it was right around right around i just typed in new restaurants you know shit i hadn't eaten before and it popped up and sure enough it was you go up you order at the counter and you sit down they bring it to you and it was amazing uh this is the first time i've ever had savory empanadas where they weren't fruit flavored or fruit filled uh-huh. yeah so you could go and get you know different types of meats or a bean empanada or oh, just okay. a cheese so just stuff like that is really cool. I'm a big fan of Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, so curry dishes are amazing. I've gotten to yeah. sample not only I didn't know there were different colors of curry. Like I thought it was what? just yellow curry. Well, but there's yellow, yellow and curry, red, red yeah. curry. There's green curry, and they all oh. have different flavors and textures. Uh, you know, the red is the spiciest to me. The green is the sweetest, uh, but the oh. yellow lingers on the palate the most. It's going to stay around, and it's kind of like a medium-bodied... I like the red the most. I didn't know that green was an option, though. I didn't know they had green curry. Curry. That's pretty cool. I'm a big fan (laughs) of sushi. Because we live in the Gulf, it's easy for us to get fresh sushi. Yeah, it is. Um, And even... Not so much. I mean, even if it's not caught in the Gulf, we can still ship it here ship very, it very easily. Quickly. So yeah. they just throw it. You know, you get the fresh fish. Usually, a lot of times you have to have it frozen for so long yeah. because it kills all the bacteria. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say most good sushi is like you want it to be three to four days old before you eat right. it. Yeah, that way it doesn't. If you're doing it right, just like the oysters. I mean, mm-hmm. you get a hold of mm-hmm. well, some worm especially sushi. Oil. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Oh. But Man. so <laughs> I, I'm just a, a huge fan. I have uh, we all have a mutual friend. Um, that likes to go on late night eating adventures. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you know it's because of that guy. He introduced me to House of Pie. I'd never been oh, before yeah. him when yep. we started going back in high school. You mm-hmm. know, fifteen years ago, and right. I love that place. I'll still on you know every now and then when I'm just up way too late. Who wants to go to House of Pie? And you know I can always count on at least one person, probably three or four people. They're like hell yeah. He showed yep. me Cat's Deli. Uh, 24-hour sandwich place where you can get literally the best fucking Rubens in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have three different sizes. So. And, and Katz's never closes. 
Yeah, you got to go to the one downtown because even yes. though they switched the one in the Woodlands to no. 24 hour and did a whole remodel, the dri- it's, it's drive through. It's, it's, it's not. It's not, it's not the same. Not no. at all. Um, right next to the Cat's Deli is a huge 24 hour Greek restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and literally the only thing I love that Greek restaurant yeah. kept my skeptical ass from going in there at four in the morning is because that's where the police love to hang out. It is, and the <laughs> parking lot is full. But if you go on and, like a normal dinner or lunchtime, I mean the food is amazing. Anyways, I'm just and there's a Persian restaurant literally just I, I, on the same strip, like on right. that sa- yeah, like on the same like walk, like within a, within walking distance of 500 feet. There's a so, Persian I mean, restaurant that's really good. Needless to say, there's just so much out there, <laughs> so much that will, you know, it, there's always something new to explode your palates and your taste buds you know you don't have to have the same thing every day yeah your palates your taste drums your earbuds everything we got it all going on in houston i mean it's it's (laughs) it's a beautiful place and what makes it so beautiful is that there is so much diversity here like there is so many people from so many different walks of life and somehow people have found a way in this place to like make a space for themselves like, even if you got to go out and buy yourself a van and put a grill in the back of it people will make you food in the back of their van yeah. out here in houston and it will be good and it's incredible how good it will be dude i mean just like we talked about last episode i would love to have a little food truck and just drive all around houston and yeah. sell my product that would to me, that would be so cool and self-gratifying because you don't have to worry about the restaurant. You don't have to worry about all the crap and the employees. It's just you and your food. And like that would be like an ultimate goal. If I could Dude, just make all the money, you know, just kind of... A super cool thing for us to do one day would be to like all go in on a food truck and just like split up the week. Like each of us get two days where we run the food truck and just have a different type of food like two days you know chunks out of the week it would be uh between the profound and the insane (laughs) that would be the name of our taco truck or i mean our food truck so i wanted to uh round this episode where we glorify houston out by giving everybody some great houston quotes that do nothing but deplore houston because people especially people who are writer types seem to have a lot of great awful things to say about (laughs) houston so i'm just going to run through a quick list uh, this one comes about from an early Texas legislator. This dis- de- this detested, self-polluted, isolated mud hole of a city. I really like that one. Uh, here's one. 1841, Republic of Texas Congress. Uh, Ezekiel Cullen is the name. That abominable place. That wretched mud hole. That graveyard of men. The city of Houston. That's like biblical. Isn't it? <laughs> How much hate do you have to have for a place? Uh, Kelsey Harry Douglas. Kelsey Harris Douglas, 1837. The most miserable place in the world. We live like hogs. Drinking, (laughs) fighting, and wrangling is the order of the day at this place. Yes, that's every day. (laughs) Every time I wake up. (laughs) John Hunter Herndon. Uh, also late 1830s, the greatest sink of dissipation and vice that modern times has ever known. What a din of villains must there be. I just want everybody to know, if I didn't live here already, I would totally come here based off that last statement. Just yeah. based on that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel it's like a it, would help, hell it, would, it would help me just 
thrive, my personality, <laughs> this den of villains. <laughs> Erasmus Mumford. Man, these guys have such weird, cool names, right? Yeah. Ezekiel Erasmus. A moral desert. What did the, what did Mum, what did the Mumford and Sons say about Houston? <laughs> the Mumford and Sons said a moral desert, a hell on <laughs> earth, vice of most every name, and grade reigned triumphantly. They just did it a lot more pretty, and it was like melodic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fiddle involved at some point. <laughs> I don't know how you can fiddle with a banjo, but whatever. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this is probably my favorite one from the 1800s, though. Houston is a wretched little town composed of about 20 shops and 100 huts, dispersed <laughs> here and there among trunks of felled trees. It is infested with Methodists and ants. Oh, man. <laughs> it's still accurate. That's awesome. That's still accurate I mean, to I know this I said it day. before, but... Uh... They described 1837 Houston for street brawling, prostitution, and foul language. So, you know, that's not far from the top. It's not far at all. <laughs> and then uh, it took me a minute, but I found uh, our steamboat captain over here. He was actually Francis R. Lubbock, who described Houston as a bayou full of nothing but sticks and branches <laughs> and uh, a city you couldn't see even up close. <laughs> In the 1970s uh, area, uh, Stan the Man Musil, a St. Louis Cardinal, uh, said, Houston has three seasons, July, then August, followed by summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, you forgot the mid-April freeze that yeah. always happens. Yeah, one time, it's, one day it? a year. It's 115 degrees on Christmas Day, <laughs> and then for some reason it starts getting colder until April, and then after April it gets May where we get an automatic spike to, like, again, 115. Here's one that hits a little bit too close to home by Allen Ginsberg. I saw the best minds of my generation who lounged hungry and lonesome through Houston seeking <laughs> jazz or sex or soup. <laughs> That's what we have to offer. I just had fun the other day. It was, it was, quite, it was quite nice, oh, actually. Oh, man. <sighs> the Grateful Dead said of Houston that it's too close to New Orleans. That's it? Yeah, no, that's it. It's too close to New Orleans. <laughs> you know, it's it's a little off topic. It's actually not. Uh, what? Oh, man, I can't think. Coldplay. Coldplay was supposed to come and do a concert in, Har in, uh, in Houston at the Woodlands Pavilion, but Harvey fucked it up, so they went to New York... Miami. Miami. And made a song about Houston. And <laughs> because they decided we needed to be so pigeonholed, I've never heard Coldplay sing country music before, and I don't ever want to hear them sing country music again. You're saying it was too hot for Coldplay? It was. <laughs> and my favorite one is by my favorite writer, Hunter Thompson, who in 2004 wrote his last great quote, and it goes, you've probably heard this one, Houston's kind of adopted it. I think our, our generation of Houstonians has adopted it. Houston is a cruel, crazy town on a filthy river in East Texas with no zoning laws and a culture of sex, money, and violence. It's a shabby, sprawling metropolis ruled by brazen women, crooked cops, and super-rich pansexual cowboys who live by the code of the West, which can mean just about anything you need it to mean in a pinch. A lot of rhinestones. <laughs> oh, man. He also came up with... Uh, his, my favorite line of his in a Houston Hyatt hotel. Um, and this, I think, actually describes Houston a bit better than his Houston quote. When the going get weird, the weird turn pro. Yeah. 
Nice little uh, little interpretation of how he was supposed to sound with that there. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love Hunter Thompson. He's, yeah, he's, you, he's one of my favorites. You just need to hold a black and mild, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up the show with that. Uh, I'm going to go around. What do you love about Houston, Ian? That it's weirder than Austin. <laughs> what do you love about Houston, Chris? Uh, I seem to need to organize an adventure to go look for this said Batman that Ooh. seems to be plaguing said country, city, <laughs> or at the least an urban exploring adventure in the Astrodome. We're gonna we're gonna need a bigger batnet. <laughs> the gnomes, the shadow people, and the crazy cats that are chasing them. And I love that Houston is constantly deplored by people who don't live here, but also held up for being the dirty, disgusting, sex-filled, drug-fueled hot mess that it is it's quite good spread on toast actually <laughs> like a thick morning haze i think that's the name of the new strain thick morning haze <laughs> straight out of age town <laughs> you can cut the dew with a butter knife and then it steals your knife good night everyone hail houston <laughs> for this and other shows quite like it, please check out our website, thebonushours.com. Hey, y'all. We had a lot of fun today, but things were pretty serious down here a couple of weeks ago. That storm knocked the hell out of my city, and we're probably going to be seeing the effects for another good long while. So, all in good fun. I hope that you gained a new appreciation for Houston. I hope that you got to laugh along with us about Houston. I hope that you gained an interest in coming down and seeing us in Houston. Uh, if you've never been to the city, it's 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 a beautiful, dirty little messy shithole and I love it with all my heart. And if you've if you want to do something for the city, um but haven't made donations to the proper relief funds cuz fuck the Red Cross. Um if you haven't and aren't the type to do that, uh, th perhaps the best thing that you could do if you still wanted to uh, support Houston um, is to come on down and, and spend some money. Uh, I hate saying that, but we we got a lot of good shit down here that should be seen. Like we said, the Graffiti Museum, uh, all our dumb little fucking hipster shops up and down Westheimer. Uh, we, we could really use the support in that way. Uh, spending money on our local shops, our local eateries, our museums going and seeing a show at the theater supporting Houston in that way is going to go pretty far in supporting us. Yes, people need the relief fund. I'm not saying that they don't. If you have the funds to support that and, and, and put in there, please do. Uh, people have lost everything. But maybe after that, come down and see some shit. Drive down to Galveston and see the architecture down there. Drive around the Bayou City. Just, just, get, just, just get stuck on the 610 loop, smoking a joint. And, and listening to the ZZ Top. Like, if that's if that's all you can manage, it's worth it just to come down. Take care of yourselves. See y'all next time. Willie D, Scarface, Bushwick Bill, and Boneless Wing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> they call me that because I'm spineless. Yet spicy. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh. Mm.